Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there. Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. Today, I'm here with our special guest, Kevin Keppel, who is a business coach and leader. Um, and he's awesome at really helping people to transform their lives when it comes to business and love and all of those amazing things. I want to thank you for coming on the show today, Kevin. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Lydia. I'm pumped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, we want to hear your story. We want to hear all about who Kevin is as a coach, as a business leader, and just kind of tell the audience about who you are. Sure. So I'm, as you said, a business coach and a leadership educator. I, you know, I live in Dallas, Texas, with my lovely bride Alyssa and our dog Frank. Okay. And uh, Frank's got the best life of anybody I know for sure. Uh, treated like a king. And when I'm not hanging out with them, uh, I spend time with different types of leaders. I work with lots of business owners, entrepreneurs, and different executives, uh, really helping them align with whatever their version of amazing is, and helping them, you know just go further along on their hero's journey faster so that, you know, they can really start to bring the impact they want to bring and live the life they want to live. And just, you know, helping people have a safe space where they can create and grow and really just lean into the superpowers that they have and evolve those to higher levels. That's amazing. And you said a keyword there, safe space. I'm big on safe spaces too. I think they're so important, especially when you're a leader and especially when you're a teacher, what are some of the ways that you've created safe spaces for your clients? Yeah, I think that's such a phenomenal question. You know, I think you do a really good job of this. Uh, you know, Lydia's super prepared. She's got great systems, you guys. She sent me five videos before we got started to make sure that uh, I didn't look foolish. So right. very grateful for that. Um, and I think that's really cool because it connected us a lot before I even got to know you. We connected on Instagram and like you have an amazing smile and you're not afraid to throw it out constantly. And like, that's really cool, man. Like that's connection and that's what we want. And yeah, and like, you know, the safety is so important, like any culture, whether it's me and you one-on-one or me and a thousand people, if there's not safety, like there's no trust. Mm -hmm. And if there's no trust, there's definitely no connection. And if there's no connection, like we're not going to be able to co-create the same vision because we're not connected to it. And so trust is so crucial. And one of the best ways you can build trust is showing up authentically, you know, and one of the ways that, you know, I've really found that helpful for myself and, you know, hundreds of my clients is, you know, just, Hey, being okay to be vulnerable. And one of the ways that I refused to be vulnerable for 30 years was I could not say, I don't know. And mean it like I had to know everything. Mm. And if I didn't, I would act like I did. And, you know, it was just a mess and nobody knows everything, but I learned how to say, I don't know it around age 30 and everything got so much better. And I stopped having to know everything. I just got really curious and, you know, like ask questions and, you know, Steve jobs was brilliant. And obviously he built Apple and he has this great quote where he said, we don't hire smart people so we can tell them what to do. We hire them so they can tell us what to do. And I think that's crucial. You know, like the CEOs I coach, I know, you know, sometimes little to nothing about their business, but they trust 
me to help them see what being more looks like. And, you know, trust is like the crucial component in really any productive relationship. And so I think, you know, just showing up authentically, doing what you say you're going to do and just being really present when you're with people. It's such a really key thing because so many people, like I'm sure it happens to you, like happens to all of us. And we've been guilty of it ourselves. Like when somebody's talking to us, instead of really being present in the moment and connecting with another human, which is so cool because we get to see another person and be seen by one. Instead of that, we're like thinking about the next brilliant thing we're going to say or what we just said and how that sounded. And we're out of the moment. And then we respond with something that's completely off topic because we got lost in the conversation. And then we make that person that is speaking to us feel like, you know, we're just asking them to prove that, the, you know, how many words they know. We don't really care what the content is. Right. So just being really present for people is probably the best place to start with building trust. I, and I really, really respect what you just said in that regard, because building trust is really, a, I'm not going to say it's a lost art, but because of social media and all of these images, and especially I'm in the world of branding, right? So it's about creating this image and this persona and trying to get people to relate to it. A lot of times people feel like they have to put what they call their best foot forward. And a lot of times it ends up being not their own foot, so to speak. It's usually someone else's foot and they try to fill those shoes now. And that's kind of what creates what we call... I, imposter syndrome a lot of times. Now, is that something some of your clients have to deal with, with kind of just trying to feel that image of themselves that they created? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I hear repeatedly. It's like, you know, there's a lot of loneliness as a leader because you don't always have a peer built in, you know, to your company, your role, whatever. And, you know, people get in their heads and they start having an opinion and believe in every thought they have and just going down the rabbit hole. I'm like, well, for, for starters, don't believe every thought you have because just because it's a thought doesn't make it a fact. And if you do that, you, st- you get into this like trap thinking that the mind is, you know, the entirety of you and the mind's simply a fraction of your being. We are so much bigger than the mind. You know, there's an infinite part of us that I really want to lean into. And it's like, you know, your legs are super powerful too, just like your mind. But you know what? Lydia's sitting at a desk right now. Her legs aren't doing a lot. They might be swinging a little bit. I don't know. But you know, they're not propelling her around the room. And like they could if she wanted to, but she doesn't need to use them right now. And the mind's the same way. And I think that, you know, just really understanding that is pretty crucial that, you know what, like, uh, I really need to be more kind than I am right when it comes to my own thoughts. Right, right. And being kind to yourself. How about that? Right. Like having some compassion and just being nice to yourself, because a lot of times we tend to be so hard on ourselves, especially as CEOs and leaders and entrepreneurs feeling like we have to have this culture where you're always working hard in order to be getting things done and always be busy in order to be seen as someone who's you know up there and influential and all of that. But when it comes to it, what are your thoughts when it comes to really getting things done? What does it look like to really get things done? Is it how hard you work? No, you said that word busy, right? Like, and I I used to be there. I'd wear busy, like a badge of honor. I'm like the busiest person that's ever been busy. You know, look how busy I am. And there wasn't necessarily productivity with that busy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so crucial that you really understand, you know, Peter Drucker, who wrote the efficient executive an old school business management book. And he has this quote inside of it where he said, there's nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which shouldn't be done at all. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I was doing a lot of things efficiently that shouldn't be done at all. Like I was building lists and just doing a lot of avoidance work. And all that was resistance just because I didn't want to do the thing I was needed to do the most, which was, you know, making phone calls at the time, probably to prospects because I was, you know, had some limiting belief around that. 
And yeah, like there's a lot of things that I can do in, in, in excellence, but maybe that's not the most productive thing for me to do. And so I think that's why it's so crucial. That's why we always really start with our clients first and foremost, like, what do you want and why? Those two questions right there, you know, they're so simple and they get ignored because of their simplicity quite often. But you know what? If you don't know what you want, how in the world would you know if you ever got it? How, how do you know what action to take to go get it? And, you know, I've got this bad habit about reading on the internet. And, uh, you know, the cool thing is when we read things on the internet, we know it's facts, right? That's all you can right. put on there. That's, that's the rules. It's the fact <laughs> machine. But uh, it was, you know, they shared a study in this article I was reading and it was by Max Planck, like way back in the early 1900s. And he followed like groups of people that were starting from a destination in the woods and trying to get to another destination. And they didn't have a map. They didn't have a compass and they didn't know where they're at. So they couldn't use landmarks and they did it in the woods and they did it in the desert, both and both groups. What they did is they walked around in circles and then they went back to where they started. Both groups, like no matter how many people they went through, it always happened the same way. Walked in circles, went back to where they started. And that's such a great like point right there. Like left without clear direction. We generally walk in circles and go back to what's familiar. And so it's, crucial that you understand what you want and why you want it. And then, okay, like how do my unique gifts bring me to this? And how can I evolve these gifts to higher levels? And, you know, when you're like really getting clear on that, what and why it's so crucial that you don't just get stuck in that good, great, or even excellent place. Like, yeah, I'm really good at this. Like, what are you elite at? What are you the very best in the world at? Because then you're using all your gifts and talents, like, purposed in a way that only you can do it. And nobody is ever going to beat you in this world at being you. Like you have the market cornered on that and everybody else is taken anyways. Right. And like when you're on point with something you're passionate about, that's your what, right? What do you want to create? And then you figure out a way to mix generosity into that, right? That's your why, that's your purpose. And really good things generally come after that. That's amazing. That's an amazing way to position it because again, it's a, it's about what we the impact we make around the people around us, on, on people around us, or the world around us. Some so many people are so busy trying to change the world at large that they neglect the world around them. And that simply changing, change, helping that one person or smiling at that person down the street changes their world, even if it's for that day. And it becomes a ripple effect, right? So you're making this small little change or this impact really has this ripple effect. And you're inevitably changing the world. So what are some ways that people or some ways that you actually were able to make some small impacts around you to be able to get to where you are today? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. You know, I think that it's so crucial that we all understand how much impact we really have. Mm-hmm. You know, even if, you know, you lead a team of just you, you're still a leader and somebody is watching you. Somebody's watching you for how to show up that you may never even think, you know, like we first got on this call again, you had such a big, brilliant smile. Like it felt really good and like still feels really good. And like, I get to carry that for the rest of the day. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. Like what a cool thing to share with me. Cause now I'm going to be even that much more, you know, turned up in that space of joy, which is simply love expressed. And so what I always do, the goal is always to be very hyper intentional about being kind more than I'm right. Because you know what? Like, I guarantee you, I don't walk away from conversations with people like, man, they were right about everything. It was awesome. But sometimes, you know, I walk away like Lydia was so kind, so generous and just humble. Like that was beautiful. I loved it. And, you know, like that's learned behavior too. You know, my mom, super kind. I've learned that from her, watching how she treats people, watching my brother, how he treats people. And it's just really cool, especially when they think nobody's looking. Mm. And, you know, I think that, you know, we get that same opportunity as leaders. We get to show people what better looks like. And one of the other really powerful ways you can do that, in addition to being kind more than you're right, is understanding this right here. 
I don't have to have an opinion about everything. I don't have to have an opinion about everything you do. I don't have to have an opinion about everything I do. I just need to stay really present to the moment and trust my inner knowingness and create from that place. And, you know, that's really, really powerful because when you're creating from that place of love as a matter of habit, right? That's how you access your genius, your natural genius. And hey, spoiler alert, you all have genius. Genius has so much more to do with habits than genetics. You know, when you get into the habit of genius, you know, that's some really cool stuff. And so how do you habitually exercise your genius? Well, first and foremost, you need to understand what that looks like and what it looks like when you completely give that power away, because your genius is super powerful, but power is pretty indifferent, right? Gravity is really powerful, keeps the moon, you know, rotating around the earth has forever. And, you know, forever, as long as I know forever, and it will for, you know, another 10 billion years or whatever, probably. That's very powerful. But if I go up to my roof with Lydia and jump off, we're both going to crash into the ground because gravity's powerful. It's not malicious. It just goes the way we direct it. And so our natural genius, we need to direct that power towards the things we want. And generally that's, you know, choosing love over fear as a matter of habit, because when we go into that place of fear, it causes us to be compulsive and reactive. And we're simply reacting to other people's creations. And that's when you find yourself living someone else's life. And man, like why in the world would you want to do that? Because you're going to find yourself really bored. You know, like my brother is one of my best friends and my heroes, but for the longest time I tried to be like him and I would find myself doing things that I didn't want to do. I wasn't talented at doing like he loves to fish. I think I almost fell asleep just saying fishing, right? Like that's cool that he likes it. It's just not for me. Right. And I need to understand what is for me and you know how I can continually evolve that to better, higher levels of service. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's a big part of what we also help with our clients is that brand journey about learning yourself and becoming more familiar with who you are, falling in love with who you are. That's a big part of any journey, especially with transformational um, journeys. So what are some of the ways that you help your clients get to know themselves better and get to really tune into who they are? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, for one, I think it's crucial that people understand, like, it's okay to make new decisions, new decisions about who you are, you know, because like so many times, like we make this decision and it becomes static, like, no, no, I'm this way. And it's like, you're clinging to this life or this identity that you might not even want in spite of what you actually do want. And so, you know, really the process that I did for myself and that I've done for like hundreds of my clients and, you know, what we do in our mastermind, it's all the same thing. We basically go through four zones. We, you know, we got to get the mindset, right. The mindset and the heart set, you know, cause it's, yeah, the thoughts, but also the emotions and the feelings, right. Cool. Because when I'm creating from the heart, like that's when some really powerful stuff happens. And, oh my gosh, when you, you know, connect with a person from that space, like uh, man, love is the most powerful thing in the world. Absolutely. Like, you know, raise your hand in the audience. If you've ever done anything foolish for love Yeah, me either. Right. But, you know, it's so crucial that we get the mindset right, because if we don't start, you know, from a positive mindset, like a negative mindset will never, ever create a positive life, period. So when you get that mindset and heart set aligned to, you know, what it is you do want, and then we really work on creativity and what explosive creativity looks like. And what I mean by like explosive creativity, it's like when I'm totally dialed in to the superpowers that I have, my natural genius, which everyone has again, Uh and it's amazing what I can create. Because, you know, we are literally unlimited. We come from, you know, infinite intelligence. And that's how you access the infinite part of you going into the heart center, using your creativity to create. 
And uh, then we really get into peak performance and how to, you know, create deep work or, you know, flow on demand. And you can get into flow by yourself with one person or with a group. And it's phenomenal because, you know, that's how you create, you know, a day's worth of work, maybe in a couple of hours. And, you know, then of course we spend time on leadership and relationships because the whole point in growing is so we can give it all away. And, you know, the more we grow, the more we can give. And in relationships, uh, you know, are crucial because if you're not good at relationships, you're going to find yourself doing all the work and doing a lot of things you probably don't want to be doing. So that's kind of what it looks like. That's amazing. I love what you said about how you grow so you can give. That's amazing. That is, (laughs) I never actually thought of it that way. I know that I do work on myself so I could be able to be a better person so that when people do come to me or come across me that they do get that positive energy, but I never looked at it as I'm growing to give. That is an amazing way of positioning that. Speak more to that. Sure. I mean, the whole point, right? We were given very specific gifts and talents. We were given not so that we could be big and shiny and amazing and have everybody look at us with envy and awe. They, we, they were given to us so that we could all you know, exercise them in a way to, you know, facilitate and execute on whatever like his grand plan is. And, you know, my unique skills contribute in a certain way and, you know, just like yours do. And I think when you understand that, you know, you're part of something way bigger than just you like that, it's really cool because I'm not going to get sideways over a bad day, a bad week, a bad year even, because that's a snapshot of, you know, the whole entirety of the picture. And if you're getting really sideways, I mean, there's definitely traumatic, really horrible things that happen to people. I understand that. But for the most part, the stuff that we get worked up over really doesn't matter in the long run. Like next time you find yourself getting super worked up, uh, you know, go to a graveyard, look at a tombstone. You're going to see two numbers and a dash in the middle. That dash in the middle is really all that's going to be left of you in a hundred years. Are you really that worked up over a hyphen? Probably not. You know, like that may sound morbid, but it's not. You know, what that means is I can play at absolute full speed without, you know, regard for if I'm going to look stupid or if I get there, am I going to have the tools to do it or outshining the people that are close to me or, you know, maybe just being disloyal to where I came from? Because those are the four big things that usually stop people. Wow. Disloyal to the, wow. And I really do understand where you're coming from with that because people, people have a, a, a twisted idea of what loyalty is even to themselves or to the communities they came from and all of that. And they try and hold on to their past and call it loyalty in a sense. Right. So instead of growing and kind of letting go, because in order to grow, you got to let go. Right. So them thinking that they're being loyal to something that is already done and gone and they're holding on to that, keeping them from moving forward. It's not really loyalty and it's not loyalty to themselves, is it? No. And, you know, that that's so wild because when you grow and expand, you're going to show other people what's possible. Yeah. And, you know, it's beautiful when you're completely aligned with, you know, your genius working on purpose, you go so far past your previous limits that it's going to inspire the right people and it's going to resonate with the right people. And, you know, when you're doing that, you're taking some sort of a stand. You're not pandering to the middle anymore because the more you understand who you be, the more you move to the edge of wherever you are. And some people that resonates with and some people are going to go away and that's okay. Everybody's not for you and that's okay. But if you're resonating with everyone, you're pandering to the middle, you're pandering to average. And, you know, average is not exciting to any of us. We weren't built or created to be average. We were created to be exceptional. 
And that is an absolute choice that we all get to make and, and an ability, ability we all have to access. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who would love to be able to learn more about how they can access that amazing aspect of themselves, that infinite intelligence that you spoke about. What are some of the ways or who is your ideal client? Who are the people that you would be able to help in this space? Sure. That, that's a really great question. You know, the people that I absolutely love working with are, are really successful, powerful leaders like you, but maybe there's a little bit of chaos because of the machine they've created has started to take over the life a little bit. So they're feeling a little overstressed and overworked, but really inspired visionary leaders who have that servant heart and really want to help others and you know have a massive degree of humility. Because if I have to convince you to get better, then that's going to be a hard road to hoe. But when you show up, you know, with that servant heart and an inspired place, just looking to grow, like really amazing things can happen. Um, and if you want to check us out online, we're at kevinkeppel.us. Uh, you can come see some of the stuff we're doing. Uh, you know, if you've got any questions or anything at all, like we love to serve and help. So just let us know how we can help you. And we're happy to do it. That is amazing. Of course, like you said, to go to kevinkeppel.us to get more information. And of course, you talked about your mastermind. How does someone become part of that? So at kevinkeppel.us, like it's a pretty short page um, and you can read through it and get more information, kind of what the mastermind is going to look like. And, you know, if you may or may not be the right fit, and then you can go to, if you feel like you are, you can schedule a 30 minute strategy session call. Usually I do those. I do have a couple of coaches who work with me, but if I can do it, I definitely want to do it. And, you know, the strategy call, it's not just straight sales call. It's really designed for three things. Like, Hey, maybe I know somebody you want to know that'll help you get farther down the path. Okay. Maybe I can solve a problem for you right there on the call, or maybe you are a good fit for the mastermind or something else we do. But if nothing else, like you're definitely going to walk away with some value and farther along the path than you were when you started. So we just absolutely love to serve and connect with other really powerful people that are looking to serve. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, do you have any programs or how long is usually your program with your clients? Sure. Well, the mastermind we're launching in July is 12 weeks and we get together twice a week. Once is like teaching, coaching, training, and then we do a Q and a because a week gap when we're growing it kind of warp speed sometimes feels like a long ways. And we really want to make sure everybody's, you know, connected and keep it up and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, then we offer some other types of coaching programs too, uh, intermittently. We don't have anything formal up right now, but uh, we'll probably launch something again in the fall. We were really focused on the mastermind right now and then working with some of our consulting clients. That's awesome. That's awesome. And again, if you would like information about these amazing mastermind that he has, that Kevin has, you go to kevinkeppel.us to get more information and be able to become part of that mastermind and really tap into yourself and really learn what it is that is your unique talent and gift so that you could be able to be a tremendous success in all areas of your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we love new friends. Like I said, you guys, I would definitely encourage you uh, to check out Lydia and the powerful stuff that they're doing at the Pierre Branding Group. She's the real deal. And uh, man, she's got a huge heart, but a big brain. So she's a lethal combination and just a really cool human on top of that. Thank you so much for that. That means a lot to me because I really, really work on it. Like you're saying in, in a lot of what you're saying, I, I really line up with it because 
I work on it every day. Like I don't just wake up like this. I, I make sure I <laughs> meditate and I align myself and be ready. So I think what you're doing is amazing because it really is a, a tremendous, tremendous work, servant work that you're doing because helping people to not only show up for themselves, but be their true self, authentic self so that they can show up for others and show others that they can do it too. It really, really is an amazing, amazing thing to be doing for the world. It's a huge contribution to this world to be able to do. So thank you for being that person who's helping leading that charge um, and helping others to be able to stand up for who they are and be who they are and show up. Yeah, grateful to uh, get to serve in this way. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome. Well, I look forward to learning more about you and just possibly seeing more about how I can be part of the mastermind. <laughs> yeah. Impossible, because again, I really do believe in this work. I really, really do, because it's done a lot for me. It's changed my life tremendously. It's helped me to be able to tap into all these different areas, like with the podcast and with the branding. All of that has been doing this kind of transformational work and working on myself to help me show up um, in all these different ways. Because like you said, it could get very tiring. You could be, become very overwhelmed, but when you're doing it from a place where you know who you are, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like you're just being, you know? So um, I, I would wish that for everyone to be able to tap into their true selves in that way um, so that they could really just start living their best life and calling it work, but it's just them living, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, it used to get chills. I remember all the way back in like preschool playing with Play-Doh. I'd get so excited about that. The smell of it. Right. Like, yes. I, didn't, I didn't eat it. Not much at least. Right. <laughs> but I always remember like just getting a shiver down my spine. I was so excited about it. And I feel that way about the work I do now. And it's so cool to be that connected to something that like lights me up almost like literally on the soul level. And so oh. I'm just pumped to come across somebody else who's doing the same like you. That's amazing. And I like that, that childlike reference because I do believe in that children have, children have it figured out, you know, and then between then and growing up somewhere, we lose it and we get all serious about life and all of that. We have to be all stiff and professional (laughs) and all that, but children, they, they have it all figured out. They want what they want. They don't care where it comes from or how they manifest things every single day. Yes. And they're so powerful because like you tell a kid, no, what no means to a kid is I haven't asked enough times or the right right way yet. It doesn't mean no. Right. (laughs) And then we try to relearn that when we grow up. Isn't it crazy? It's like all the things that we, that comes naturally because that's natural, right? Um, Even swimming, like babies know how to swim and I don't know how to swim, Kevin, poor me, (laughs) but these are all things we have to relearn because we get so caught up in our own heads about things while we're living this life and we just forget to do things that come natural. So it's almost like trying to hit the reset button, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just such a powerful inner guidance system that Mm -hmm. we all have, but we try to rely so heavily on the mind instead. And one of my friends is a coach for a lot of athletes. And he's like, I was like, what's the biggest thing you see that stops these athletes and these like collegiate and pro level athletes. He's working with like, they're really good at what they're doing. And he's like, dude, when they think too much, he goes, it always stops. So I'm like, help me. And I understand what he meant by that, but I'm like, can you, you know, explain that a little bit better? He's like, yeah. Like if, if I'm working with a basketball player and he's going up to take a shot and he's, you know, about to jump and he started thinking about, Oh, make sure your right shoulder doesn't dip. And as soon as he starts thinking about that, he starts thinking about something else. Then he's thinking about the crowd and he's, and he's not in the moment anymore. Yeah. And as soon as his aware- awareness leaves the present moment, he gives away all his power. I'm like, yes, like that's exactly what I'm talking about with the people I work with, because right. if you're not, present, like we're definitely not going to connect. 
And I definitely don't really feel like there was a lot of trust built. If I feel like you weren't even like there physically you were, but that was it. Like everything else is somewhere else. Right. And it's just bringing awareness to the present moment. I know that that probably resonates with you because you mentioned you know meditation and stillness. And I start every day that way because I really want to come from the most powerful place I can to create every single day. And if I wake up simply reacting to what's in front of me, like when you pick up your phone and look at Facebook first thing in the morning, like first thing, that's a reaction. Yes. And you're going to be compulsive the rest of the day. I guarantee it. Yes, absolutely. And it's now speaking of social media and being present, social media has been something that really takes people out of the present moment. Like we're always worrying what someone else is doing. You could be in an amazing restaurant, having a great time with your friends and you're on the phone looking at what other people are doing. It's like, it's insane how we have just become like these robots who just don't want to be in the moment. We're always worried about what someone else is doing. Who's not there. How, how do we get away from that? Or sure. do we? Uh, yeah, no, we delete Facebook and Instagram <laughs> from our phones. I did it three months ago and I haven't died yet. Now, I still have messengers. So if I need messages, I get those. And then I check it once a day, maybe on my laptop in the morning or the evening. And, you know, really just there's simple ways that you can bring yourself back to the present moment, like meditation 101, yeah. focus on your breath, you know, breathe in, breathe out. That's the breath of creation right there. That's awareness. And, you know, we have five senses. I mean, some people think six and I kind of agree with that. The sixth sense being that inner knowingness, almost your intuition. But, you know, like, what do I, like, as you're sitting at your desk, you're walking down the street, like, what do I see? Like, what do I smell? What do I taste? What do I hear? What do I feel? And just being like ultra present like that. And that brings a, you know, a hyper focus to the now. And, you know, there's great books out there. Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Like, oh my gosh, that's a good book. But uh, it's one of those books, like instantly when you start reading, you're like, yeah, I'll have to read this a couple of times. It's right. pretty deep, but super powerful. No, I really like what you said about touch tapping into your five senses, because that's also an exercise you do when you're experiencing anxiety, right? Or having one of those panic attacks is think about what do I see? What do I smell? What do I, and that brings you back into the moment so that because the panic attack or anxiety is usually you fearing something that's going to happen, or you think it's going to happen. It either doesn't exist or something like that. So tapping into those five senses really brings you back. So I love that she used that as an example. Um, and I'm going to try and remember to use that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's so much with like social media, the news, whatever. It's like this bad thing's about to happen. This bad thing's about to happen. And anxiety and anxiousness comes from a hyper-focus on the future because yeah. you're not in the present moment. You're thinking about the future and you can't control the future. Like, you know, the only person I, I know that could do that was Marty McFly, right? In his DeLorean, but that was a fictional character. Right. And, you know, if we go to the past a lot, some people prefer that. I like to think about things that already happened constantly. I'm like, well, you're going to get guilt and depression and then just recycle the past over and over again, because whatever you're focused on, you create more of. And being in the present is such a powerful thing. You know, there's a reason that people have been talking about that for thousands of years. Oh, just being present to life. Like I'm sure everybody, you know, that's listening right now can relate to driving somewhere and you get to where you're going. You're like, I don't remember really getting here. I was thinking the whole time, yeah. you know, you still made it, but you just missed out on part of your experience of life because you were lost in thought. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is amazing stuff. I feel this is amazing stuff. I could go on and on and on about all of this, <laughs> but thank Dude. you so much for this. It's, it's just been so insightful and to be able to share this knowledge with our audience and to be able to just kind of tap into a little bit more. I think it's amazing. And I, I'm, I'm excited for 
everyone to really tune in and really connect with you and learn more about how to be able to transform themselves and really just tap into who they are that way. So again, go to kevinkeppel.us to get more information about Kevin and his amazing work that he's doing um, and then see how you can get involved because I think it's really going to be something that could change your life and transform you as a person and as a being and being more present in your own experience because you're missing out on a lot. <laughs> you're missing out on a lot. So um, thank you again, Kevin, for being with us today. Um, and I look forward to learning more about you. Do you have any final words? Uh, thanks so much for hosting me. You guys, again, I want to reiterate what I said earlier. Definitely check out Lydia and the Pure Branding Group. She's very powerful, but she's authentic. And that's the kind of people that I would absolutely look for that uh, you know show up and really want to serve. And I uh, feel like that's absolutely who she is. And so, and if you guys made it this far, definitely throw her a rating and a review too, because you know, <laughs> that helps her get found and she could bring you more cool content. But awesome. thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for the shout out. So appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in on Leaders on the Rise. And thank you again, Kevin, for this amazing session. Um, we look forward to more. Thank you so much. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they meet so much to me and my team want to know more. Go to our website, pierrebrandinggroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. <music>